0: Hello, and welcome to the Wonder Women segment of the Maker Mom podcast. I am your host, Katie Freeman. Every week, I bring you two podcast episodes, Wonder Women segment every Wednesday with a female or non-binary maker of any kind, and on Fridays, I bring you the interview of a Maker Mom, where we discuss her journey to making and the hectic life of being a mom. This week's Wonder Women segment is with Ashley Minnie. And I'm super excited to get into talking about her journey into making, especially being a videographer for so many uh, big YouTube makers as well. Uh, and I know you will enjoy this episode also. So, but before I hop into the interview with Ashley, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much to the brand new patron, Rachel of R. Moody. Bonnie, Tool Mom, Bonnie, Tool Mom Store.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaimed Living Store, Brandy, Studio, Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs, thank you all so very much. Uh, Without you, I would not for sure be able to produce two podcast episodes a week. So thank you so very, very much for your continued support. Make sure that you stick around to the end of the podcast so you can learn about how you can support it if you're really enjoying uh, these weekly episodes. All right, but I also, one more thank you to throw out there uh, before we get into the interview with Ashley. I want to give a big shout out and thank you To Mary Lou, who created the jingle for the Wonder Women segment. Thank you so, 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 so very much. You did an amazing job. And Lindsay of Lindsay Creative, who did the artwork that represents the Wonder Women segment as well. Again, thank you both so very, very much. Uh, You need to make sure you look them both up at Made by Mary Lou and at Lindsay Creative on Instagram. Um, Make sure you check them both out. Both of them have been guests of the podcast as well. Amazing makers for sure need to check them out. All right, with no further ado, let's hop on into the interview with Ashley Minnie. The only maker he follows is izzy swan but i will take that as somebody he follows so absolutely 100 <laughs> percent.
1: that's a good inspiration right there that's right that's right his
0: motto our son's motto is there's nothing that izzy swan cannot do and i totally agree with that
1: so that is that is probably just life advice right there like if yes. anybody if you need to give important advice to somebody it is there is nothing izzy swan
0: can't do no um all right sorry go ahead all right start over who is ashley (laughs) (laughs) um
1: so my name is ashley minnie and i am i would say a dabbler in anything creative uh 100% motivated by idea and then i will figure out the skill set around it so i don't unlike some makers who have a very like they have their thing they're good at they they focus in on it and i jack of all trades master a none 100 i i do not take the time to master everything like i probably should but for me personally and my attention span uh the variety mm-hmm. is great for me
0: yeah you know i don't think you're alone like at all i would say like I feel like that's, I've had this conversation where it's like the difference between the definition of like a woodworker or craftsperson versus like a maker is that like the maker is not going to like master anything. They are going to dabble. They are going to experiment. I mean, still probably, you know, 20 years down the line, there's going to be stuff that you probably just naturally become really good at. Um, But like the craftsperson... The like fine woodworker, like they're gonna hone their skills in yes. that craft, whatever that is. And I think uh, there's something I've found for me that has been
1: pretty true is that as I'm trying different things, there are some things that I come to find that end up coming a little more naturally to myself. So I think as I push my way through all of the different, um, medias, then. I think that's when I will begin to find my niches and maybe I, in the long run, I'll lean into those a little bit more, but for now I'm just enjoying just, it's like a smorgasbord. I'm, I'm going around <laughs> the buffet the first time trying a little bit of everything and then I'll be like, Oh no, that was really good. I'm going to go back to that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm still like new to the maker space. Um, I've been in business almost four years now, but I feel like it's taken me this long. I knew, like, I enjoyed power carving, but I didn't do that, like, that wasn't the only thing I did, and it's still not the only thing I do, but I would say, like, I have found myself more and more, like, that's kind of the thing that when I have the time, that's where I'm going to spend it to, like hone those skills and work on those skills because I enjoy it so much. Yes. But I'm still gonna explore and try new things and, you know, whatever else because it just looks like fun. It's like one of those, you know, it's It's, fun to blow shit up or whatever. Like it's (laughs) this is I mean, this is the best this is the best
1: job that you could ever think of because if you are working your standard nine to five, you have your job duties. Right. This is this is this job is Utilizing the core of your creativity, your creativity is your. Yeah. I mean, and and I love it that like it's that that's what you get to do. You just get to go try everything and just <laughs> say right. like, what can my mind make? What can my mind make? And what can I teach my hands to do?
0: Right, so. exactly. Well, I gotta ask because I ask everybody. I want to know about your childhood. Where'd you <laughs> grow up? What kind of things are you into? How long do you have? <laughs> no, I have been uh, told that sometimes my show comes off as a therapy session. Just throwing that No, I, there. I'm 100 <laughs> here for it. This is great. <laughs> um, so, uh,
1: as it's it's interesting because my childhood does have a lot to do with how how I ended up where I am now. Um, so I was I was born and raised in Circleville, Ohio. Nobody knows where Circleville is, even when you're from Ohio. The only thing that anybody ever knows is pumpkin show. If you say pumpkin show, everybody's like, oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, yeah, that's, that's the town exists outside of that one week in October, but right. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank goodness, you know, so, um, so, uh, and I, it's funny cause I, I never felt the need to move away. I was not one of those people that was like, I need to get away from home. I, I actually kind of love it here. And um, maybe not Circleville 100 percent, but like <laughs> the surrounding. Right, yeah, Columbus yeah. is my city, but: uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, no, and so um, when I was a kid, I was always um, I was always creative. I've always been very artsy. I've always been our art class was 100 uh, percent. I was a little bit of a turd uh in high school I I skipped a lot of school um but it was funny because I would go to school late show up for English and art class and then leave (laughs) Uh, it was I had priorities in my life and it was apparently English and art class so
0: um yeah science and math might help you out a little bit yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I regret it now. I'm kicking my if I could go back and tell myself like, "Hey, dummy, you're gonna need to
1: know some geometry
0: to do what you do." But
1: the nice part is, is that once I had an applied, um, applied reason to learn those things, then I was like, "Okay, now I want to learn this." And then, so, like, all of my learning has been done post school because I had a reason to learn it and I had something I cared about. But when you're you know, when you're 16 years old and you're a punk or a turd and you're like, ah, I don't need to do that. And it's like, no, you will. You will. You poor little, you poor little dummy, you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I understand that though. I never, I was on the, I was on the opposite end. I was the uh, total good girl. Who like followed all the rules and like you know, signed up for extra classes to be at school even longer, you know, extra <laughs> early in the morning. Um, I kicked myself on the reverse end of like I wish I would have just like had a little more fun and like took a little a few yeah. more risks, you know. Um, yeah, but I was definitely the more like I was uber responsible, and um, but there were classes like statistics. I hate statistics can't stand that (laughs) class I have no idea seriously how I passed it in college um and now my like job job is basically all statistics (laughs) and I'm so like I'm like this this sucks (laughs) like this makes no sense but like in applied like applying it you know and using it and stuff like it makes sense but like everything is more
1: palatable when it's applied
0: yeah (laughs) it's like i don't mind it now
1: because i see the reason but when you're in school they're like you'll probably use it at some point you're like no i won't and you're like no you will you will you're you're gonna need to know that pythagorean theorem there for yeah no um yeah no i um i spent a lot of time like i i I, my i'm i'm a mama's girl but i am very much so a daddy's girl i was I was up his butt every chance I could get. And so in that, that actually kind of led me to, I watched him rig things together, which were 100% not safe, um, but they did the job. And so I got, I kind of got really inspired that. And my, and my grandfather uh, was, it's funny because looking at it now, uh, he's, he's passed, but like, if you walk through his garage and you see some of the stuff that he hacked together, he would have been if the internet had existed in his time. He would have been like me, resta of like the seventies and eighties. Just, I mean, the stuff that he puts together, you're just like, who would think of that? And some of it's <laughs> ridiculous, mm-hmm. but he hacked his life to make everything easier, and it's just, it was impressive, and and it was really inspirational. So like, uh, I remember the the first thing I ever built was, I, I wanted to build my dog a bed and I s- stole the spindles from, <laughs> that were supposed to be a railing around the house. And I I just borrowed some. I found a circular saw on the porch. And again, none of this is safe. I am eight years old, and nah, I was probably like 10, 13, somewhere around there. I should not have been using power tools by myself at home alone so i'm just like <laughs> sawing boards off like putting them together and nailing them together and i made this um a frame with uh i think i also found old phone cord uh <laughs> to tie together and make this hammock where i then put a blanket down and built the dog a hammock it was very um what do the kids say i believe they say ratchet is i don't know if the kids still say that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm almost thirty now. I don't know the lingo.
0: <laughs> You're out of it now. You're old. I, I'm old. Like... I'm old now. I scared.
1: <laughs> it's over. I don't know the lingo anymore. I need to I, to. I have to watch TikTok just to stay up on what the kids say. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm like constantly on Urban Dictionary, just like, what does this
0: mean? Yes. <laughs> Like, and, yeah, and it only gets worse. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah. to you know. You know? Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm accepting it now. And Now, I'm I'm probably about five years away from yelling at kids to get off my lawn. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That's those are my best <laughs> years.
0: Yeah, I would say I would I I feel like so I'm almost I'll be uh, a week or actually this upcoming Saturday I will be. 39 so last oh, really? year yeah last year of uh of my 30s but i will say 30s have been have been good you really couldn't pay me to go back to 20s like, yeah <laughs> there's right. not the amount of money the 30s are gonna me. be the good time
1: yeah. like, honestly i thought you were my age uh, that's good yeah, hmm. yeah well, I, I know jeez
0: i it's hope a, 30s is good to me it's the baby face that's what i've been told yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, a uh, pre-happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, my wife and I share a birthday, and then we also share a birthday with um, Ann of All Trades. Her birthday is the 19th oh. of oh. September as well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-oh, you froze up on me. You still there? That's okay. awesome. Right. Oh, yep, there we go. All right. <laughs> um. All right, well, what about post high school with your, you know, rebel with a cause high school days? What did you do after <laughs> high school? <laughs> after that, I, uh,
1: so I, uh, in my senior year, I was just, I was just so over school. Um, so my, my senior year, I actually homeschooled mm-hmm. and got, got a job. And I distinctly remember the, the guidance counselor telling me, um, one, I, we had two guidance counselors. One of them was basically told me I'd amount to nothing. Um, that's wonderful. And, yeah, that's a great, yeah, that's, that's your central Ohio school yeah. system for you. Um, but the other one gave me a really interesting challenge that has stuck with me through my whole life. And she said, like, I'm telling her, like, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to graduate on time. I'm going to, I'm not going to miss anything. I'm going to, everything's going to be good. And she's like, okay, put up or shut up. Mm -hmm. and that phrase drove me so i pushed through i caught up on all the things that i had you know all my shortcomings from my (laughs) turdness and um uh yeah i then i i buckled down and so i had this job i was working in a doctor's office and got then went like on the polar opposite i went from being like like i felt like i had to make up for something And so i just went to like ultra responsible and wanted to be like the best person that i could possibly be i wanted to be a good human i wanted to be a good worker i wanted to be just i just wanted to like keep punching through the glass ceiling and so i like i didn't go to college um i was going to go to art school because obviously that was the only thing i cared about that seemed like the logical option but it was so expensive and with my parents it I fell into that weird bracket where I didn't, they made too much money to. So didn't go to college, but. um... Yeah, I I didn't go to college, but um, I got a job at a doctor's office. And then the doctor that I worked for said she was closing her practice. So then I was like, oh, now I have to go find a job. Uh, And I got lucky and ended up as a patient registrar in our local hospital. And um, i I was 19 years old and working at a hospital (laughs) and I saw a lot of stuff it was really intense and I grew up really quick and was very happy for it though because I a lot it was a it it built the foundation of me I think Mm -hmm. um it showed me what I was good at but I was good like I figured out what my what my strong uh what my strengths were yeah so I figured out that like interaction with people was like something that fed me and that i that came naturally to me and i figured out that i like that like problem solving fast-paced action so i worked night shift a lot and i and as a night shift you were the only one there so it all fell on my shoulders and i loved that for some reason it's very (laughs) masochistic masochistic of me but i was like yes i want to be stressed out yes (laughs) but it didn't pay that much money so then i was like so then i set my my Sites on something else. I was like, okay, now I want money. So I was like, I'm going to get a state job. State jobs pay good. Um, It's going to be a little hard pressed for me to find that without a college degree, but I think I can do it. And lo and behold, I ended up working for the Ohio Board of Nursing and even more responsibility, but I had the great, great pay. I enjoyed the job a lot. Um, Then I thought, okay, well, I want to do something that I maybe care about a little bit more So I I switched over to the uh, Ohio Environmental Protection Agency, and that was actually the last job that I had before I quit it to be a maker. And I've got to say, I loved the I loved that job. I really did, and I absolutely loved my coworkers. Um, That that whole place was great to me, but it still just wasn't enough. (laughs) It wasn't enough. I needed, I needed like there was a whole piece of me that I wasn't fulfilling and. I just, at some point I looked at my life and was like, I, this is like, this is all I have, which obviously after the accident became very prevalent of like, (laughs) wow, no, you really only have right now. You have no idea what could happen. So live your life to the fullest. And I was like, this is the time for me to be able to fumble and recover later. Mm -hmm. We're early in the, we're early in the game. It's, it's time to do this. And so Mm -hmm. I hail Mary I went for it
0: so so seriously like as somebody who still is predominantly a rule follower like <laughs> i got kind of pushed into like i had been i didn't i'd been pushed into um like you know working for myself basically out of luck like it kind of was like i'd been thinking about it for a while Um, but always, it was always like, I stopped myself at the idea of like, well, if I work for myself, then if I fuck up, I fuck up, (laughs) you know, it's like big time. It's like, I don't have that. I don't have a paycheck that I can always count on coming in. Um, we wouldn't have like benefits and stuff like that. Um, you know, and especially, I mean, when I really started thinking about it was, after my um, son was born, after our oldest was born, because I was like, I want to be able to spend more time with him. At that time I was working in the med device business and like, it was just kind of expected. You worked 60 hour weeks. That was what was expected. You know, I'm like, so I leave like shortly after he gets up in the morning and I get home shortly before he goes to bed. Like, I don't actually get to see this thing that, like, grew in my belly for nine months, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I worked, that's like, that's a maker job right there. Like, I yeah. worked fucking hard on that. So, um, so you know, I had kind of been thinking about it. And then it just, it, it was a bad reason. But, you know, my, my mom had a stroke. And so we over, basically, like decided to move back from California to Iowa and made that decision and sold the house and got moved in within six weeks it was like the craziest thing ever in my life but that allowed me to go into like contract position you know I worked with the company I worked with and so now I'm doing contract work and then I grew into consulting work and that's still what I do for my job job and now that I do that and have flexibility to stay home with sick kids or yeah with COVID, you know, and he had somebody <laughs> test positive at school. So now he's home for two weeks. Well, I can, oh. I can rearrange my life way better now, yes. you know, than I could have in that job. And then having that happen made it so when I wanted to add a side hustle, add the making business, it wasn't like scary at all. Yeah. You yeah. know, cause it was like, I was already I was already taking yeah. huge risks. All this was doing was like bringing happiness back into my life <laughs> from like the boring yeah. work. I was getting like the fun stuff back. Yeah. So I get that, but most people don't get it unless they're forced. So how yeah. did you like get to that point? Like you were just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> it
1: was a series of events. It was a combination. It was like a, a, the perfect, the perfect storm. A positive storm um <laughs> it i had just come back from uh maker camp uh mm. in new york um and it was a combination of a lot of conversations like it was being in that atmosphere seeing like just and it was a long weekend so they're staying there and then um you know like laura Kampf is uh, mm. she's just full of so much like inspiration Mm -hmm. she will she has this way of like making you feel like you can Mm -hmm. and so like lots of long conversations with her my friend marielle like having all these different nuance of these people that were incredibly important in my life building me up and kind of helping me build my confidence Mm -hmm. and then zach and i had had a conversation i was uh you know working with him but only in my spare time and mm-hmm. we had had a conversation and he just kind of he just said like i was i said like what do you think about me doing this and he said here's the thing there's never going to be a good time you'll always find a reason to talk yourself out of it he said if you just jump in the pool and you know yourself you'll figure out how to swim you'll figure out how to survive and so i i thought like i just have to do it i have to commit to it and i have to do it i will i'll hate myself more for the regret of not mm-hmm. trying it than i would if it fails like it's that knowing that it'll always be okay mm-hmm. like there's so many unwanted bad things that happen to us right. that we like The just just covid covid's a perfect <laughs> example. <effect. laughs> don't plan for it it happens no. But we are humans, and we're resilient, and we adapt, and we overcome. So it's like, okay, if we can do that when a bad, unexpected thing comes, why not just take a chance and know that it's going to be exactly the same?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It will always be okay. And every, I think to myself, like, my future self, what is what is me from a year, a year from now say? And then me from a year from now says, like, aren't you glad you did that? Always. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Always. So... I was like, gotta got to do <laughs> it. Be brave. Do something different.
0: So, okay. Like now I have so many questions in my head, but <laughs> um, one I want to, and this is, I hope it does not come across as like picking on you, but I do yeah. have, I do want to ask since yeah. like predominantly the podcast is maker Mom podcast. So if you had kiddos, do you think yeah. it would have been harder? <laughs>
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I fully acknowledge that. And that was kind of the thought is like, I do eventually, I would eventually like to, you know, yeah. have kids. So it's like, if I can do this now, then this won't be a thing that I question later right. when I do have that response. And if I can make it work now and bring like, and then bring kids into yeah. life and then, then I'll, then I'll have. Yeah. You know, You'll know be that. ahead
0: of the game for sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Though I will say, I feel like actually coming to this, like especially the content creation portion around making, coming to that after children to me has been the benefit because I learned very quickly as a mom, like you get no sleep. So living on like adding and creating content and like getting back, you know, especially since I did wait until they were at least, you know, mostly sleeping through the night or whatever. But but, you know, getting back to only five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep, like, did not seem strenuous on me, because I'm like, man, this is old hat, like, I'm used to this stuff of like staying up late and edit, you know, so yeah, and, and it was something like to be passionate about again to like, have fun with. And so yeah. I think. And it's taught me more patience and capability to multitask way better as a parent than, than pre-parenthood for sure. <laughs> um, so so you brought up Maker Camp and, and Laura Camp, which is somewhat ironic because her Wonder Woman episode is going to be the one right before yours. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, I'm super excited for this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is the Tool Mom Bonnie or Tool Mom and Company. So Tool Mom and Company is for all ages, genders. Uh, they have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts or clothing or both. Um, her products are fun, fashionable, one of a kind. You can check her out at www.toolmomstore.com or find her on Instagram under Tool Mom Bonnie and Bonnie's B O N N I E. Uh, you can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the coupon code MAKERMOM. Mom. So I have two of her mugs. I have one that says, I believe, what is it? Oh my gosh. Um, <coughs> One is like the definition of a tool woman and the other one is just like a circular saw with flames coming off of it and I believe it says uh, Go Girl on it and they're super fun mugs. I, w- I love drinking coffee out of them in the morning. If it's not out of my Wonder Woman mug, it is out of one of those two mugs. So you definitely should at least check out the mugs if nothing else. And remember, extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. All right. Thank you to mom, Bonnie. And let's get back to the episode. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, so like, were you like, before you made this jump, were you, how were you getting into like, you know, taking like making and being creative more seriously and, and looking towards the journey of like content creation or even towards the journey of working with Zach, like, and knowing these YouTube stuff, you know, YouTube people. Cause If you don't follow YouTube, you generally aren't gonna know like a Jimmy Doresta or 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 Laura Camp. So obviously, like that's something you were doing. Like, what brought that? Like, where did you get into that? (laughs) It was. It's it's
1: such a bizarre. It's like one of my favorite stories about my journey, uh, but it's also so bizarre and luck, just luck. (laughs) Um, I it was spring make. I was kind of like dabbling on things of my with things of my own because I had stumbled the very first thing i saw was uh, chopped with chris he came across on facebook watched him make that table for his wife and was like i want to do that i never had any interest in woodworking before but i saw it and i was like i have to do this so then i'm like okay well i want to start woodworking and then i had found a video of jimmy's and then that led me to a video of laura's and i was like oh this is so great so i'm like consuming their content and then because of algorithms and such, mm-hmm. um, I get an ad that pops up for Spring Make. And I was like, man, that's kind of a lot of money. But no, I kind of want to do it. And like my heroes are going to be there, so I should probably do it. And so I made the jump and I was like, okay, I'm going to spend the money. I go and I actually it was really intimidating at first um i didn't know anybody and everybody seemed to know everybody (laughs) and of course now i know like yeah that is how it works like everybody does we've we've all built these really strong relationships through you know instagram and social Mm -hmm. media um and so i was i was the first night was like a mixer a social mixer and i was like i was regretting doing it so much because i'm just like standing there looking around um but by the next day um it started to get better it started a little little bit better I watched I watched Zach Zach had actually the the way I met him was that he had helped me get a discount uh code Mm. um so I was like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over and like watch him blacksmith I'd never had any interest in that and I'm like okay this is kind of cool I like this and then so I was just hopping around and then I wanted to get into um welding but they had already that group had already been well into it But um, John Malecki was there and he was showing me and this other girl uh, who was actually also from Columbus. So it was a nice serendipitous (laughs) thing. um, Showing us how to lay some beads and we're getting good at it. And then he's like, actually, these women over here are about to build a table if you would like to, if you'd like to go and help them. And so we kind of walk over and like, can we help you? And they're like, yes, of course. And I'm like, who are these ladies? Like, they like you know because sometimes especially when somebody's building their own thing they're like i'm gonna do these welds i'm gonna do these welds but they would they'd run a bead and they'd be like here would you like to run a bead and i was like how do i know you for the rest of like i just want to know you for the rest of my life <laughs> and they're like oh yeah we're we start talking they're like we're from columbus and i was like i can know you for the rest of my life and then so i'm um, like i just like they're, they're just one of Mariel and lisa are just one of those people that was that was who they, that mm-hmm. was I, I met them and so like just folded right into it and um to the end of spring make uh we're at the after thing um mm-hmm. at skidmark garage and um i start like then, then i figured out at that point that they were actually friends with laura i was talking with laura and i'm still of course at that point a little starstruck and, <laughs> Oh man.
0: um but I still make a fool of myself in, a, in front of a couple of them, if that helps at all. <laughs> Thank you. That, that, that does make me feel better. That does make me feel better.
1: <laughs> so, like, you know, I was like, we were, we were going back and they were going to get an Uber and I had my car up there. I was like, oh, let me drive you. Like, I'll just drive you. Don't don't Uber. And um, so I drove the three of them back. And then we got even closer during Maker Camp. And after that, we started a fake band. <laughs> a fake band called the naked flannels that's where (laughs) Kurt release the peacock came from um but it just like it was just like you find your people that are Mm -hmm. that are super close to you but like through that series of events I just became enamored with it I got on Instagram and I started finding more people that fed my creativity that made me feel passionate that like inspired me and New art forms, and it just—it was just like this. Like once that ball started rolling, it was just full theme mm-hmm. ahead. And going to other events like uh, Workbench Con—that mm-hmm. was the first time I'd ever went to Workbench Con—and just connecting with people because there's something I don't know if it's—I I don't know if it's because we're all creative, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to find somebody that you just don't vibe with in the community. Yeah. <laughs> And so I'm like, this is exactly where I belong. And that's what it was. It was that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it fell its natural course, but it all started at Spring Make. There you go.
0: And I'm going to be honest. I had no idea who you were at WorkbenchCon because I don't, I don't follow Zach. Um, And so I had no idea who you were. And I was talking with it, it was your laugh that caught my attention. And so I asked I asked Brandy of uh, Studio Bay. Oh, Brandy. And yes, Brandy's the bomb. And Brandy and I are like, that's one of those kind of serendipitous stories, her and I. But um, I was like, who is that? Because obviously she knew you, you know? And she was like, that's Ashley. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> who's <laughs> Ashley you know <laughs> so she like <laughs> explained it and I was like all right I gotta go talk to Ashley then you know but um but you're right I mean at those conferences and stuff I've only done Workbench Con. I haven't been able to do any of like the spring makes or any of those or maker camp though I dying to get to go mm-hmm. at some point yeah. in time um but there's not I don't think it's very Rare that there's like somebody you can't have a conversation with, like Absolutely. they may not become your BFF, but you can have yeah, a conversation with everybody, yes. um, and you definitely end up falling into groups, you know, as it goes yeah. on. Um, and this was the first year, you know, I've gone every year and made a fool of myself in front of Ben Ueda every single time, <laughs> and. Every single time, this year included. But you know, apparently that <laughs> that leaves an impression because he walked through and he's like, hey, Katie, and I was like, oh, <laughs> he actually knows who I am because I make a fool of myself every single year. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Um, no publicity is bad publicity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, it, it becomes, I think, the, especially the more you go to those type of things, it becomes like... There's some people that I've met through either the podcast or through like Workbench and then met like at WorkbenchCon and got to know more Yeah, that, I mean, that's my crew. Like, you know, we've through this whole COVID thing, we're having like Zoom meetups and stuff like that just to like, not going to lie, complain about the kids, yeah. but, <laughs> um, <you> know, <laughs> but also talk like making and like, yeah. okay, how do we work together or how do we like, because everyone just wants to like make something together like that's the other thing like everyone like you said we're all creative and so it's all like let's collaborate how can we make something together it's amazing it's I feel like it's it's its
1: own little world and to be a part of it is something to just really be grateful for it's crazy
0: yeah now I had a really long conversation with Laura about this So it doesn't have to be that long with you, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. Um, And that is um, being both uh, female. And I don't know if you identify as queer or lesbian or gay or whatever other word you want to throw into that. Um, (laughs) I'm definitely lesbian. (laughs) But those, you know, I feel like most people would think that most women in that space would fit that, you know. Thank economy, you. Economy, but but Thank I you. I have,
1: I have been. It, it, this was. A, it's, it's an enigma. Yeah. And I'm so glad that somebody else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. So yeah, but like you go into it and you think like because there's that stereotype. Right. Like, you know, I, I'm a lowes lesbian. And right. It's like, yeah. No, but actually, in the community, there are actually very few of us. Yes, and so
0: <laughs> they're like, ah, "Wow, it, it, that's it's mind blowing. It's one hundred percent mind blowing." So, I mean, to you, I want to know. You know, I asked Laura this, and, and we got into a conversation more about like being um, a queer woman in this maker space. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like to you? Like, you know. She talked about, at first, it wasn't something that she really kind of maybe, there's nothing she denied, but nothing she necessarily talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, and at first, she seemed like, well, it seems like I'm whining or whatever. If I'm going to, like, talk about I get lower prices because I'm a woman or whatever. Yeah. But it is important to have these conversations because, you know, I, I very much feel strongly about education. And so it's like, I want to hear what are your experiences you know in this space even if they're all positive just do you is there anything that you feel like the, the maker community could do better at or you know um and being more inclusive um i also have these conversations a lot around people of color because we mm-hmm. definitely need <laughs> to get yes. more people of color and open um the community more yeah. uh, gotcha. to those makers um but, but, even lgbtq like, like you said, I mean it, the stereotypes there, but there's very few of us <laughs> so. yes, absolutely and and it's interesting
1: because, as a female, you get you'll have a lot of there's i find not always, and actually, mm-hmm. the maker community is better about it than like the whole community yes, but yes. with that whole a man has to show you how and let yeah. me let me show you how to do this right. um but it's interesting because like when you're a lesbian they're like there's a little bit of a an extra level of respect like it's mm, you probably got this <laughs> yeah. if like, they want to challenge you and you're like yeah you're damn right i know how, yeah. <laughs> I know how to do this <laughs> but then also with that comes the that obverse side of that which is then when you do need help, it feels like you, you feel like, well, I've got this persona to withhold. I'm a I'm a tough lesbian. Yes. Maker. I don't. Need you. <laughs> but you're like, no, but I actually need your help. A little bit. <laughs> yes, just a little bit of help. Just a little bit of help. <laughs> but um, the community's been so supportive. Like I I never at any point felt insecure mm-hmm. about saying like about. You know, projecting my my sexuality, or like, you know, mm-hmm. in in that sense of like just being who I am, and like being able to comfortably be like, yeah, no, I actually I like women instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the huge plus uh, to that. Um, but there are some times because we are actually in the minority of females, mm-hmm. it, I sometimes feel a little bit like, you know, like I don't wear short shorts and i don't mm-hmm. think present as like feminine where like, right. my instagram pictures are not gonna they're certainly not going to be <laughs> there are no pin-ups of that yes. you know <laughs> but like well
0: um, you haven't been in every lesbian's garage so you do not know that that's true <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere there is something for me in my boots
1: and shorts, <laughs> denim sh- my jorts. And there and you go. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: what an what a what an honor it would be. <laughs> well i see next year's i see you know next year's workbench con there being some posters being handed out is all i gotta say you know
1: i've gotta actually (laughs) after this podcast i've got something to talk to you about that uh (laughs) an idea that i've got okay uh, but that that there's a post podcast (laughs) conversation um so but yeah no i just i think that uh there there is that to, to to
0: grapple with but um No, I, I hear that too. Um, and, and I always, I always kind of tiptoe around this topic because I don't, I don't wish any, you know, any negativity to to any of those other women makers. No,
1: absolutely. Like
0: at all. Yes. Like, Like, we're all this huge tribe, and we Absolutely. all work together, and that's the way it is. Yes. Uh, that's but what I makes also, it a great
1: community, is yeah, that diversity? Yeah.
0: But I also don't want to steer away and like sugarcoat the realities. Yes. Which are <sighs> one reality is women makers are going to get grosser comments mm. than male makers. Yep. That oh. is one reality, regardless of how you look. Yes the the women who could be the you know pinned up on somebody's garage wall yes. are going to get nasty comments uh, you know about yeah. their bodies and stuff and then the women who look more like you and I mm-hmm. are going to get comments about our sexuality yep. about you know stop trying to be a dude <laughs> I could go on and on and on, and on <laughs> about, <laughs> about all this That's stuff. the thing. We're all, we're like on both yeah. elements of it. We're yeah. both
1: fighting our struggle because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to be comfortable in ourselves. Right. And so, you know, like the women that are, that are wearing things, that's comfortable for them. That's mm-hmm. how they're comfortable, but they're going to be subjected to somebody's misogyny or whatever. Yes. You know? And the same way as we're going to be subjected. And really what both of us are trying to do Is well. Number one, we're trying to be ourselves, but number two, we also want to let as public personas. Yeah. We are trying to let our groups know that, like this, you know, the 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 women that are dressing in a different way Mm -hmm. than than you and I, they're trying to let those women know you can look cute, right? Work or "or well or whatever. Like, don't let that be a barrier. Mm -hmm. And we're over here saying like. It's also okay to not look cute. And <laughs> right, dust in your hair, and we're right. and it's fine. Right, right. We're all like, but at the same day, we're our our missions are the same, which is to get more people into our space and say, like, to encourage people and say, like, just do you. And yeah, unfortunately, anybody that is trying to just do them, there's always going to be that there's always going to be those naysayers like
0: well i mean i the the <laughs> what i want to say i will not say on my podcast so <laughs> what what i'm trying to get at is is i've i'm and this is why i say my my 30s have been good and i think my 40s will be even better as i've learned that as i get older i'm no longer because even though i like women I still have ended up valuing the male gaze, which is not what it should be, right? And so I think in the end, we have to understand that what we create is not meant for the male gaze. It is meant for us to be us. Yeah. And and so how do we create content that shows that? That it's yes. us being us and we don't care.
1: You know? yes. <laughs> we do not care,
0: just, just to put that out there. We don't give a single shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, one thing I challenged Laura on, or we kind of discussed, and again, I'm not trying to throw any makers under the bus, but what I talked to her about, because we had a similar conversation. And she talked about, you know, she has access to and conversations with, you know, what she called the godfather of the maker community, Jimmy. And, you know, and some, and some of the bigger makers, like those are her friends, those are her actual friends. And so something I asked her, and I think it would be good to ask you the same question is, do you think there's benefit if some of the larger male uh, makers started talking? about, you know, this. Started talking about how their female counterparts get treated uh, on social media. Or even, I'd push that even further, start talking about um, black and brown people being in our spaces. Do you think, like, I feel strongly that there would be value in that? Oh, 100%. I think
1: Because at the end of the day, they have a demographic that may not be listening to us, mm-hmm. but they will listen to them. So I think it is important. And there are a lot of those people that very much so look up to mm-hmm. them. And even though we could say it a thousand times, sometimes they need to hear it from their peers
0: mm-hmm. and
1: before they're willing to then begin to listen to us.
0: Right. Before they're along the, their journey of learning yes. to get to where we're at. Right. Yes. That's what uh, one of my friends recently told me. I I said something that she's a woman of color and I said something about, I apologized. I said, I'm sorry, I haven't become a better ally sooner. And she just, you know, she, it was via Zoom, but she told me, you know, Katie, we're all on the same journey. So the important part is you're on the journey to becoming a better ally versus like not even wanting to participate in that journey. And I think it's the same around, you know, um, the patriarchy the is the same around um, got it in there yes um, it's the same around you know all of these issues um and people becoming empathetic and able to listen is like like you said you know maybe it starts from hearing from their peers yeah. um and so i think someday. You know, if Jimmy Duresta ever listens to my podcast, maybe he'll throw out a bone. Um, until then, until then, it will be me fighting the good fight over here. <laughs> I got your back. I got your
1: back. I did. I did dress as Jimmy Durst once for Halloween, so
0: I could. Uh, I could. Yes. I could. The whole new segment of the podcast yes. Ask Jimmy Minnie. Yes. <laughs>
1: It was so funny because it, it, at Maker Camp, because you know, I even I, I've I've spoken with Jimmy several times, and a lot of my close friends are also close friends with him. Yeah. Um, but uh, at Maker Camp, he like comes up to me, and I'm like, oh, 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 Jimmy," yeah. and then um, <laughs> he walks up and just is like, "So you uh, did an impression of me?" And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> I think he got a good kick out of it. it we we it was a sure. whole thing. Um, Zach's wife, Tracy,
0: dressed up as Brett. So you have endured sitting through uh, many child interruptions, which I appreciate. Um, but, <laughs> but we're at the end of our time together. So I want to give people a chance, you know, to know how they can follow along with the Ashley Mini um, right. on all of the interwebs. I feel so official. Oh. <laughs> <Me>. That's right.
1: <laughs> Where can people find you at? So um, I'm very active on Instagram. Uh, Well, it depends. Sometimes I'm busy and I'm not (laughs) as active as other times, but that is where I'm the most active. Um, And that is at A Mini. It's A-M-I-N-N-E-Y. It's funny because I get a lot of people that think my name's Amy because they read that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Trebuchet video, it was a joke that they called (laughs) me every A name (laughs) Other than my own name, just as a joke. And Amy was one of them. So, um, so, there, so there is that. Um, but uh, then I, I do have a YouTube. Um, I, most of my work is actually videographing, doing the videography for other um, makers. But I do create my own content uh, from time to time. So I'm on YouTube, just uh, Ashley Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are basically my only platform okay. <laughs> i mean i'm on facebook too but right. those are mostly like a friend's
0: thing so yeah awesome so well i, I will time. have those links so people can follow along with you any particular video on youtube that is your favorite on your channel so <laughs>
1: the wrench rack that I made um was it okay I guess I am on Pinterest too so I forgot about that but it is I I, I am now calling myself a Pinterest one hit wonder <laughs> because uh, the rest of the things I do get maybe like 40 views yeah this thing is um for me uh, at yeah. my stature is yes great because it's like 168,000 views and nice thousand pins and so I'm really proud of my wrench rack and that was a that was a completely 100% um an invention of my own that seemed to just really land well and people were like that's a cool nice. idea. Thanks. So the wrench rack videos worth checking
0: out. Okay. Well, you know, I have one of those one-hit wonders as well. I have one that's at now it's almost 4 years old but it's at like 200,000 views and it has like yeah, a crazy amount of pins on Pinterest too. It photographed well. So <laughs>
1: with with pinterest you just don't understand it's about like tiktok it just (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thanks for chatting with me oh thank you for having me i feel i feel feel so very honored and it was it was so
0: nice to talk to you yes nice to get to know you better we didn't really get to chat much at
1: workbenchcon is so it's so hard to like catch up with because there's always like somebody else it's like oh hey how's it going so yes. you're like managing all yep. these conversations <laughs> so it is hard to like when you have yes. a new person you're like i just want to sit down and talk to this person so yes, this that's right. is great i really i right. like
0: this yes this so nice. i'll just have you on you know regularly on the yeah, podcast just do so. a monthly meet because well that's I'm, right. I'm
1: jimmy mini so yes, you know it's... exactly
0: jimmy mini i'm telling you it's gonna be the new segment <laughs> of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i gotta work on my new york accent you know there you go <laughs> All right, so again, that was Ashley Minnie I will include links on how you can follow along with her in the show notes for the episode, as well as if you're watching this on YouTube, down in the description below. The best and easiest way to find those show notes is freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcast. Okay? Um, or you can follow along with the Maker Mom podcast on Instagram. That's just at Make Your Mom podcast podcast. If you are really enjoying the podcast and want to help out, make sure that whatever you are listening or watching this episode on, that you hit that subscribe button. Uh, If you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review or leave a comment down below on YouTube. All of that helps the algorithm so others can find out about the podcast and listen to these amazing makers and their stories about their journeys into making. All right, and then if you're really, really enjoying the podcast, want to have your name added to the front of the episode, listed out with all the other patrons, head on over to patreon.com forward slash makermompodcast. There's a $1, 3 and $5 tier level that gets you different merchandise at each of those levels. And then there is a new $30 a month tier level, and that makes you an official sponsor of the podcast, gets your very own Ad spot with whatever you want me to talk about for your business. Uh, those spots are limited though so if that's something you think you're interested in definitely go check that out sooner rather than later. And then lastly, you can always get merchandise. I currently have the Maker Mom Podcast t-shirt with the Mom Squad listed on the back. That's the first 65 episodes of the Maker Mom Podcast. That's kind of um, in limited edition right now because uh, by the end of the year that mom squad list on the back will be changing to be updated to include more moms so if you want just the kind of the og the original maker mom podcast mom squad then you'll want to get one of those tees uh, when i'm not making a podcast you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor for bold homes over on FreemanFurnishings.com or at Freeman Furnishings across all of the social media, including on YouTube. All right, again, another big shout out and thank you to Mary Lou of Made by Mary Lou for the Wonder Women segment jingle, and Lindsay of Lindsay Creative for the artwork. It's Wednesday, it's hump day. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will see you next week. Wonder Woman Now the world is ready for